Mic check one, two. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name T.Y. If you're under the sound of my voice, that is because you're on clap, bant, and rant. Allow me to welcome you especially to the first official episode of 2024. And I'm really glad to be here with you guys doing this again. I didn't even realize how much I missed you guys, to be honest. But I'm really, really just glad to be back. So let's get this rolling. Uh, but before we do, um, ensure that you please follow all our socials. We are on Instagram at clapbandrant.com. Rant and we're on TikTok at CBR with TY. Make sure you follow, like, and share to other football lovers around you. So let's get into business straight up. Um, Manchester United played home, played host today at the Old Trafford to uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And uh, even though the game generally is was not really as bad as several other games have been, um, there are still so many issues that you know need to be addressed. Um, you know, first of all, uh, I feel like the difference between Manchester United situation and a number of other clubs, you know, that are also struggling, sort of. The difference, be say, uh, for other clubs, despite the fact that they are struggling, you can tend to see the direction where they try to go. I'm telling you, I mean, it, it just be like, say, you go park, you know, motor vehicle park. And you see how they usually label all the vehicles and all the buses. This one, they go Ibadan. This one, Kaduna. This one, Sokoto. I feel like the bus where they carry Manchester United, they go, eh? will not get destination yet. We are already in the second half of the season. And we still they play a pattern of, see, you, the pattern where man you they play. Now, see, we they come into the game, then find a way to adapt. No, no. You know, go feel work. Eh, all the other big clubs... They try to establish a playing style. Uh, like I said, still on still, we don't lose the match. Uh, you know, like my people will say, uh, no matter the economy of the jungle, uh, lion, no, they ever chop grass. Uh, my people will also say, worry boy, no, they carry last, pata pata, na draw. And yeah, so normally we don't say we don't go lose the game, especially because the last time Tottenham Hotspur won a game, uh, the, the last time Tottenham won uh, two games in the league against Manchester United in the same season was as far back as in the 1930s. I know sure say at that time self, you know, a lot of us don't even imagine say we go day into existence. But I mean, it just goes to show how long ago that was. So despite the fact, say our coach right now, they try really hard to break all the available records. Thank God we still get a couple of them to hold on to. Uh, one of them, now the records say, we never lose any match where we've been the lead at halftime. And today, it, feel, it feels like it almost happened. Uh, when the second half starts, I was like, okay, okay. The way the second half starts, they just quickly scores. And in that moment, what did come the day in my mind? I say, ah, could today be the day? Because that be the only sacred record where we the whole jet ourselves. Now, that, that single record, see, Manchester United never lose a game where they've been the lead at halftime. My brother, no laugh, oh, because the point where we did now, no more, any record where we did, yeah? Where we manage to see, we go grab them with two hands. Like seeing a ballot box. So, um, guys, like at the talk, the way the game starts, um, 
it was really clear. It was obvious to see how um, Eric Ten Hag wanted his men to, you know, play. Uh, coordinated high press. And you see how early they get the goal. Because uh, Postacolo and Tottenham has already established a, place, um, a playing style of high line. I remember one of, one of the games early this season where Tottenham play. Uh, which game be that? Where they get red card. You know, like, I think, not Chelsea. Yes, it was Chelsea. Had a red card uh, and they really struggled. But in spite of all that, they were playing a high line in that game, despite the fact that there were several goals down. And then in the post-match presser, they spoke to Anger Postacolo and he spoke. He gave responses as to why and how he was always going to maintain that playing style. And so it's really crazy. You have a manager whom, before you go into the game, you already have an idea. You already know what he's going to want to try and do. And the instructions for Manchester United was very obvious to see early. I mean, you could just see the way they start the game. You know what they could be one made and do. High press, coordinated press. But I noticed one thing for the game. It can't be like say, the press departmentally. It gets time where the attackers, you go see scenarios where uh, uh, Hoylun, Rashford and Ganacho go the press. Maybe Bruno go also involve himself the press for that first phase of play. Attackers, the press. No, guy, the only way where coordinated press is free work now say all hands on deck, everybody, one, one man, either man marking or zona marking, but everybody going to constantly move around. You're going to constantly move. See, you get some movement, you get some movement where you're going to need to make as players to put yourself for positions, to open spaces. Not be that thing where we do where you go see coordinated press. Attackers, four of them, Bruno, Rasmus, uh, Rashford, and Ganacho, they go to try to attack. Then the midfielders no go join in. I saw that thing happen countless times in that game. You they go to do that kind of thing for a team where get Pedro Poro. The moment we start to do all those high pressing and you know they walk, the next thing you see, now say they go just play boy in between the line, go meet Poro. Once that happens, Omo, we don't they we don't they very they, they don't already they very close to our post. Another thing again where we struggle with for this game now, focus. We struggle with focus greatly for this game. It continues to be an issue. We spoke about it a number of times on um, other episodes, but it's sad to see that still they never do anything about them. I mean, um, all the available channels where um, we the opportunity to give feedbacks and air grievances, I ensure that in my only two way, I make sure say, I send feedback as often as I can. But uh, obviously, uh, because we cannot continue to be conceding like this all the time. I don't tire. I don't tire to repeat myself. There's no way that you will constantly score goal and then you concede. And it's like, it's almost a habit. I don't think in this whole... I don't think in the whole of this season we've had um, a match that we scored a goal in and then we played the next 15-20 minutes and did not concede. In fact, if, I'd be like I say, I'd exaggerate because I don't think genuinely that we have managed to play a game for like 10 minutes after we score where we don't give opportunity to the opponent to either score or create very big chance. And if you ask me what the problem is, in that regard, eh, I would say a lack of concentration. Common sense. Everybody knows that you are most liable to concede a goal when you've just scored. 
which is why a lot of times you see when players score, their their teammates or their captains or their leaders and coaches or they go, you know, they will start to the gesture to them, say, oh, stay focused, stay focused, keep your head in the game. Because if you don't keep your head in the game, before you go know it's in the happen, you don't concede already. I mean, it, it is, it is, that will not be rocket science, not the fact on ground be that. We've continued to make these mistakes. We they make these mistakes always. We they make this mistake. And we, it, it, God, I don't tire. Every time when Manchester United make me open this red book, now they are F-Ops. Big ups to Rasmus Hoyland. Uh, it was good to see you scoring. You know, after he got his debut goal against Aston Villa and then lost for the next game again. It's good to see that he was really sharp today. Really, really, really sharp today. Uh, that first goal where uh, what the thunderous shot. I mean, there was no possibility, say, uh, you know, Tottenham keeper for fit save him. It was a really good one. He still went on to get another assist. That sweet one too there with Rashford. And it was really great to see Rashford, you know, get back on the scoring sheet. It's been so, so long. You don't tell why I see that young lad pointing hand to the head, man. And it was really glad. It was really, really good to see him score today. Hopefully, you know, hopefully you go, you go pick up from this uh, performance and, you know, get to become the, um, my, the uh, Rashford where give us, you know, lots of goals and assists last season. Uh, another thing where I want to talk about this today now, the, this Onana issue. Andre Onana, if you just carry yourself, go, go Nations Cup. I mean, we checked the timetable. The most games he was going to have missed would have been three, four, max, five, three, three, four games max. I understand that the circumstances, you know, behind his call-up and all that, he, he get as he be. Uh, for those of you who don't know about the situation with Onana, during the um, last concluded World Cup with Cameroon, they had, he had issues, you know, with um, his coach in the training. Many of you and know Onana already know, say, one of the most significant part of his game now, passing through the back for, you know, for whatever reason. Ah, and in that situation, Onana tell coach, say, ah, Coachila, me, I know go fit, they follow, they do, this is where you will make a balloon ball, they go L. You know, they come from club where they play from back, and I already did so that kind of playing style. I'm not going to adopt. Coach say, no, you must play the way I want. This is not Africa. You must balloon ball. When I say, I'm not go balloon ball. I won't pass from back. Coach say, okay. Now, so now you go carry your kawa, carry your bag, they go back to your house. When I say, I agree, I'll carry my bag, go. That was how he left the camp. Uh, after a while, he came, you know, came and did all what he did, and then he resigned from the national team. Uh, fast forward to one year later, he's had a remarkable season for... Uh, Inter Milan went all the way to the Champions League final and had a remark remarkable game. Cameroon don't realize now, say they have a gem in their hands and then they can't call him back. Uh, in all fairness to him, himself he accepts. But now with the CC, of course, all those he acceptance get underground terms. And one of the terms now say he said he wanted to play for Man United as much as he can. Uh, well, well, if you look out from these parts. You can understand with him. He's in a new club that are trying to find uh, their footing. Uh, but nonetheless, I feel like if he has accepted to go for that AFCON, if a lock-up go at once, what is the worst that could have happened? I mean, how bad can Bayern be? To me, eh, 
to me, it would have just been best for Onana to have just gone for the Afcon, you know, put in his best, do what he has to do, and then come back. Because this thing when you do now, so there are so many implications of this thing when they do so. You go into the transfer window, you buy a goalkeeper, then you buy an, you buy an assistant goalkeeper that is supposed to, you know, fill in for when this one day unavailable. And then at the point where this, first of all, you need to even give this other keeper chance because uh, according to you, you are in a position where you need all available points. Understandable. You need to give them game time for if EFL Cup, for Carabao, League Cup, FA, whatever. Not even for friendlies. And the one time that he expects that, okay, I finally get a chance to prove myself. Because there is a national competition coming that I expect that our first choice will go to. I probably see a scenario where he don't put in a bit more extra for training. You know, they try to impress the coach. They try to impress himself, get himself ready for an opportunity. And then the coach suddenly comes and announces that Onana is going to hang around for as long as possible because he wants to be able to... Come on now. Come on. Come on. If now you... If now you did that position, tell me how you go feel. I'm not going to surprise if by end they go knock by the door. Pack, pack, pack. Say, coach. I'd be like, say, I go pass. So it's like, I'm going to leave. I mean, you clearly don't have any faith in me. So what are we doing now? Who are we kidding? Hmm? Onana supposed to go half con. Hmm? Those players, Kukuma let them down. All those shots where they allow making the face. There was no way that anybody would have saved those shots. So I know if he even fought and for the goals in all honesty. You know? And also, Rashford did not do enough. Yes, relax. Before you crucify me, say, ah, for match when get goal and assist. Football and a team sport. Regardless of every other thing where you achieve as an individual, uh, if you know collectively win stuff, it no go really count for much in the long run. Uh, Rashford had a couple of chances late on in that game that were for still give us the win. You know, and it just this sad because now just yesterday, yeah, just yesterday when I watched the game between City and Newcastle, I mean, you can see what is expected of a left winger. In two different occasions, two different players, the same kind of ball, you saw the outcome yesterday. I'm talking about the goal from Alexander Isak and the other one from Gordon, the exact same scenario where Rashford find himself late on in that second half. That Bruno fantastic pass created that chance for him and he was one-on-one -on -one with, he, he was one with one defender and the keeper. That at the exact same scenario where Gordon, Anthony Gordon scored from yesterday. So, I mean, it's not, it's not enough, you know, to just get goal and feel like, uh, yeah. And the funny thing I say, ah, God, Rashford finally scored a goal after how many months? And the first thing that he thought of doing, not to do gesture, you know, this gesture, say, make the haters and the naysayers shut up. No, no, my bro. You just scored one goal for fuck's sake. Now one goal you score after how many months and you did tell people made them shut up. <laughs> so, um, I mean, now this, this is not the issues where we talk about. Another thing where I observe where I don't like about the game, now say, and that's in there, if they don't, if they don't solve them, you go discourage the players where they, where they press. 
How are you going to feel? You depress. And then you turn and see your next man just they do your own without vim, without ah, no be so. The only way a press can work, especially against a team like Tottenham, where they play very high line. Now, collectively, I'm not going to feel the press make you they relax because what will happen now is when I press and you don't cover up for me, you go, you go, keep in, you, you go create a lot of spaces for players, for their players to run in between, uh, uh, to, run, to run in behind. It's not nice. Another thing where I want to complain about, Eric Ramsey. If you don't know who Eric Ramsey is, Eric Ramsey is a Manchester United set-piece coach. Okay, you need to do better. You need to do better. Manchester United have struggled too much from set pieces and crosses this season. In fact, this game today, now set piece and crosses, Tottenham used finishers. Every time they had a set piece, it was dangerous. Every time they put in a cross. It, see, when you watch Premier League matches, football matches generally, one of the things, one of my favorite things to do when I watch matches now, now to they try to follow the game you know, with a tactical and analytical point of view. For that game today, the moment Richarlison notice Evans and Dalo know they communicate well for those aerial balls. Now, so that was how they constantly started whipping it in. They just they whip them in. They, they whip them in. And every time they whipped in the cross, it was dangerous. And it continues to be an issue. This will not be the only game. There are several number of other games this season that we have struggled from set pieces like that. What did Eric Ramsey they do? If you don't know he walk a game, maybe send him go a Yimba. What did happen now? Which kind of problem be this? Manchester United, we know if get peace. Eh? What did now? What did Tell me the reason you know what make I have peace of mind. Tell me the reason you know what make I have peace of mind. What is it? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, what is Kai <laughs> Omo? Allow me because I just find ways to use it, to use console myself for the situation where I don't find myself now. It has gotten so bad to the point that now as a united supporter. And I know say not be only me if they feel this way. You're coming to watch a game. And you know genuinely in your heart of hearts that this game where they come to watch so eh, the chances that you leave this place with a three point, it is as slim as a thread that is trying to pass through a needle's eye. As for McTominay, uh, as for McTominay today, eh, I denounce you. I denounce you, McTominay. You are no, in fact, you are no longer in my in my eyes, you are no longer McTominay. McTominay, rather. I don't change your name now to McTom and Jerry. Yes, you be cartoon. You be toy. You are unbelievable. You come into game where we say, coach, bring you to come be this, to, to come and be the sixth man in the box. Coach, bring you to come be that box-to-box midfielder where Tottenham have never figured out yet. Make you run in. Make... You had three clear-cut chances. Three clear-cut chances. None of them be me shot on target. You had the you had the biggest chance in the last kick of that game. You could have given us that win and taken us up the table. You could have won us that game, but you choose to do like cartoon. Therefore, from today henceforth, your name has been changed from Max Tomini to Mac Tom and Jerry. 
Take note. Another thing I want to talk about where I want to address. <laughs> Before I address this one, first of all, let me say this. Ajax, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you. You have successfully scammed us. Well done. Back to you, Anthony. Anyway, I just want to tell you, say, it's never too late for you to go start to learn Arabic. Just go start to learn Arabic, bro. So if you earn money, take care of your family. Because even for this current Manchester United side, whenever balance, my guy, the possibility say you go start again, it is very slim. Very, very slim. Because Rashford is picking up form in the left wing. Rasmus, leg and hand on the warm, small, small. I mean, despite the goal and the assist today, he was really sharp. Made some runs and some kind of movements when they make off the ball movement. I know, say, okay, yes, the boy done the sharp. So Rashford for left wing, Rasmus, of course, for center forward. Can actually hold this right wing down. He's been arguably our best player this season. I don't know how you want to take Duam, Anthony, because even as a sub, where you come on today. Imagine a player, a hundred million player, they bench you for 83 minutes. And then the coach eventually brought you in with the mindset, say, okay, I'm bringing in my winger to come run with tired legs. Anthony, come. He can't be like saying, him start the match. The Tottenham defenders, where they don't play 85 minutes, they run past Anthony. Anthony coming to game, 83 minutes, his first involvement was a throw-in. The second one was a foul. I kid you not. A winger that was bought for 100 million pounds, you come into game like that, and you know if he influence him in any way. But bro, see, you're supposed to look yourself for mirror, tell yourself the truth. You're supposed to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself the truth. But if you don't want to tell yourself the truth, me, I don't tell you now. Go and start. If you use Duolingo, pending when you go, go begin to go physical classes, use Duolingo small, small, they learn. Because your future is Saudi Arabia, Anthony. Uh, despite the fact, say, you know, all of all these things happen, uh, we still get a number of, uh, we have a number of, you know, good things that happened in the game to look up to. It was not all bad. It was not all bad. There were several other things. There were several good things that happened in the game that you know I'm happy about, particularly the, uh, the coming back of Lisandro Martinez. Yes, Lisandro Martinez, who has been away for 116 days. Ouch! We missed you so much, brother. He's finally back in the squad, and he came. And then you see the difference between this caliber of players. One, on the other hand, come inside game. His first involvement, a foul. The second one, a train. Lissandro Martinez came into that game. His first involvement was to put Colo, put ball for, 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 for. I, I, I never see defender where they're so confident on the ball like that young man. And it's really, really good to, um, it's really good to see him back in the squad because, ah, how much have we missed him? We don't miss this guy. But anyway, uh, before we come back and you know talk some more about the things where it happened for Manchester United, uh, and this weekend didn't have too many games. Yesterday we saw a Newcastle play host at St James Park to uh, Manchester City, and uh, Manchester City won that game there by uh, three goals to two in the death of it. Uh, 
But you know, Manchester United winning a game is not really such a big deal, especially because uh, Newcastle have you know struggled with form lately. They have lost so many matches recently. So somehow you would expect City to find a way, but no be under the circumstance where they do them. In fact, I feel like that is the big gist. Kevin De Bruyne returned from injury after several months out. The last time he played the Premier League game was on the first match of this season. After which he got um, an injury and had been sidelined until yesterday when he um, you know, returned from injury in the Premier League. A player came in with 21 minutes to go against a team like Newcastle in St. James Park, where they have had some of their best results in this season. And just somehow managed to just deliver. You know, and for that reason, uh, there were a lot of conversations yesterday on social media. So many fans, uh, people came out and said, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, Kevin De Bruyne like, is, is the best player in the history of the Premier League. Some even say he's the best player in the world. And I'm asking you guys now, because I want your own opinion on this subject. Do you think that Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the history of the Premier League? Drop your comments. If you're using Spotify, you can drop comments. Yeah, so ensure you drop a comment for us there, and we'll read it on the next episode that we come on. Uh, me, personally, to be honest, uh, I feel like now recency bias. You know, we as um, you know, su- supporters, we get this tendency to always, yeah, you know, the player where it happen right now. Because in all honesty, I mean, two truths can coexist. You can simply just say De Bruyne, you know, is, is a class player. In fact, I tweeted it yesterday because I was, I was impressed at those passes. But there's no point now coming to blow the whole gist out of proportion by saying he's a guy, relax. There are several other players that have done all of the things that he has done and more. So let's just keep calm. But still, I want to get all of your opinions. So please ensure that you drop a comment uh, for us if you're using Spotify. Uh, We'll find a way for Apple users to get involved as the show progresses. But yeah, so you see, Kevin De Bruyne is just one of those kind of players that can always influence the game. And he showed it yesterday when he came in did what he had to do and got them the result that they needed. Today, I define player to bring in. I define player to bring in. Where go come help me grind our result? Now McTominay and Antonio they bring. I don't know what who do us. Who do man? Who do man you? Even if we offend you, we not get to one point where you go talk say ah these people don't suffer. I'll make I forgive them. The state of the club, bro. You know, if you even expect too much. By the way, we get a new manager. No be recent news, but um, you know, it happened at the time when we were when we were not, you know. So for those who don't know, Manchester United have a new uh, majority stakeholder. His name is Sir Jim Radcliffe. Uh, he's an he's a British uh businessman. Uh, some of his most important portfolios are Ineos. He um, also is the owner 
of Nice, the club where uh, our our brother Terry Murphy currently plays the straight in um, France. Uh, despite the fact, say, nobody 100% Qatari takeover that we were anticipating for, at least there are some changes. Sergeant Radcliffe, uh, you know, acquired 25% majority stake in Manchester United. Uh, that stake will also alarm, will also give them complete and total. Uh, control on all sporting matters and so we hope that we can start to see some progress although already this is this is the 14th of january and we're not seeing the club busy in the transfer market even though we clearly need a couple of additions it's not a good sign so far but i don't i do not want to be a bearer of bad news and i don't want to be the one who make can look like say i did rush them i know they patient but we can see obviously how teams where when no say they require players to come in assist you see what they are doing already Tottenham have already signed a player with uh, 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 a player in the caliber of Timo when I will get Premier League experience and they show already created a lot of chances in that game even got an assist in his you know in his in his in his second debut in his second debut just come in which they train once, a bit twice, enter match day squad and starter, deliver. It's already the 14th of January. That's two weeks into January. We do not have, there is no concrete transfer rumor. I mean a concrete one where they actually, where you go see, say, okay, yes, this transfer, true, true. There's a possibility that it will happen. Just baseless and yeah, yeah speculations when we get any, any founding. We don't start again. But like I said, I do not want to be the one to, to bring bad news. I do not want to be the bearer of bad news. No wahala. We have a new manager. We can hope and expect some changes. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. Nobody standard be this. Every day, we just sing sad, sad songs. We really do need to find a way, you know, get back to get back to the, the level where we're supposed to operate from. Just really, really crazy, yo. Just, just, it's just really crazy, man. Like, <sighs> anyway, um, so thank you guys for hanging. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side of things.